Bike flip talk. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, my friend. <laughs> Wonderful. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, so um, to all the people and to you as well, um, welcome to another episode of Bike Flip Talk, um, which is a series that we actually used to do uh, back in the day, but we kind of neglected it a little bit. And um, yeah, so you you reached out to us basically a while ago. And so that's that's how it happened. So yeah, welcome. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Stoked to be here. Um, so to the people and also to myself, honestly, um, could you just real quick give um, a quick explanation of who you are, what you do, and um, yeah, basically that. Uh, yeah. Wow. How, how to summarize. I'm a <laughs> professional mountain biker, slope style mountain biker that have been riding bikes since uh, I was about 12, I think. I'm 28 now, so that, that will be 16 wow. years. So quite a That's, while and uh, yeah I've been competing in the FMB world tour uh, for a lot of years and uh, when I'm not competing I'm doing a lot of bike shows and like uh, bike camps for the kids and uh, the next generation kind of um, oh, interesting. yeah pretty much that oh that's amazing man I always I always enjoy to see people succeeding in the in the bike world yeah it's um it's such an amazing thing um <clears throat> so you said you were 12 when you when you started riding mm. do you still remember your first bike that you had because i mean for me like obviously i'm i'm like uh, the social media guy here at bike flip but i'm a i'm a rider myself and i remember like when i when i started riding my first bike was like a super shitty bike but it still it still has like the this legendary status you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. like so the, do you remember what, what, what that was Hmm, I think the first ever bike I had, I, I might be mixing them up, but the first one I think was an Extreme, like it was called Evil Extreme or something like that. And uh. then and then the next one would be like a 17 kilogram UMF Hardy. Do you know that one? Oh my God. Do you remember that? <laughs> I'm not exactly sure, but 17 kilos seems seems difficult to jump around on. Yeah, and I, I even cracked that frame. It was like a steel frame that was like For thick real? as an aluminum frame would be today. It was yeah. so heavy and I was like this, I could never break this frame. And I jumped like a trail, landed so sketchy, just like disaster case to, case to jump and like broke it in half. Oh, no way. So, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> so when so you started riding when you were 12, right? But yeah. when you like, when was the moment when you... I mean, this is kind of turning into an interview, but I'm just wondering. Um, so how old were you when you you got into the, like actually competing aspect of, of this whole thing? So I'm going to say I was 16. I'm going to guess okay. I was 16. I think I was 16. And uh, actually the first event I went to was in uh, Dirt Masters in Germany, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. which was like... Uh, an amateur event it was also like an fmb event down there but uh, i rode the amateur event and came second there i think I, I like i only knew that it was like actually a competing sport like from like a year before that or something because i met some other riders in stockholm and uh, yeah. yeah that's that's how i found out that it was even a sport that you can compete in and have sponsors and stuff so yeah it's crazy but so you're 28 now you said right yeah yeah 
So it's it's 12 years already. That's crazy. Mm. But I had some I've had some like quite a lot of breaks in between also from like competing. Mm. I've been riding pretty much the whole time since I was 12, but I had like two or three years here and there um doing like a little bit of other stuff like music and uh also a bit of kite surfing and cross country skiing and stuff like that. But biking oh, is the, like the music, one thing that like... I've sticked with throughout all the years. So, yeah, that's crazy. You're doing music, like what? Like you're mixing or or do you play an instrument or what? Uh, I <laughs> I don't really like do music, but I play like a lot of music at home. Like play uh, the piano, like uh, sing a little bit, play guitar. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, uh, I did one song, but <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, for real? It's for another story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's for another day. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, piano is, is super beautiful. I've been playing piano for, for like 10 years now. Really? Sick. Yeah. Yeah. It's like for me, when I'm out riding or, or, or working or, or cutting a video or something, like just sitting down at the piano and then playing for a few minutes, it's just so relaxing. Yeah. It's, um, it's something I really like to do. It's kind of a contrast also, like if you're out riding, it's all this adrenaline, like mm, you get yeah. like really hyped and all the energy. Yeah, it's, it's a really big contrast. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. And also, I think it's like really important to have have a few things in life that are also um, making you come away from this whole biking thing. I mean, I love riding bikes. You, you love it too. But yeah, um, if it's the only thing that's going on all the time, it can can be quite exhausting after a while, I think yeah it's like yeah for sure like you can never get like you can for sure like override and uh, definitely mm -hmm. especially if you do like ride really fast laps in a bike park or if you do like um like let's say when you practice for like an fmb event and you do like this whole set trick list every session mm -hmm. you can't do that like too many times um you can only do like one or two repetitions of yeah. a trick at least for me that's the way otherwise i'm like mentally get drained from yeah, after a while, you just kind of get burnt out for the day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. but so you mentioned in the beginning when we were talking that you were riding for, uh, like, on a really high level. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw that you were, like, riding a Crankworx and, and that and that kind of stuff. So to someone who who is just, like, starting out, would you, like, recommend them to push to become someone like you or to to become, like... Oh my God, I don't find the words, but to to reach a level where you can compete on, like seriously compete on that level, because it's like, you're pretty much dedicating your whole life to this if you're, if you're competing on such a level, no? Yeah. Uh, ooh, that totally depends on like how you are as a person if and if you okay. really like want to commit to something like that. And first of all, I haven't rode the Crankworks um I rode Silver Star last year, which is mm -hmm. a Crankworx Summer Series event, but it's a gold level event. And then there's also like the uh, like Joyride type of thing, which is only like the top 14 in the in the ranking. But I've been like competing with the top 30 for quite quite a few years yeah. in the ranking. But I would say to answer your question, it's um, like if you really want to um, compete at that level, you need to be willing to kind of like sacrifice be uncomfortable and sacrifice a lot of time just for writing mm -hmm. and also like not have too many other projects simultaneously to uh, like learning all these tricks and like your practice sessions because then you can like mentally um, yeah. be too i don't know like spread out i don't know if you can say it like that but yeah i know what you mean yeah. what you mean yeah. 
yeah, you kind of have to have like like laser focus to be able to like maintain that type of trick level and also like progress from there. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, which which can be quite hard, I think. No, like obviously it's all fun and all, but when you get to a certain point, it's just not the fun aspect anymore. But it's like actually having to go out and and do it because you want to reach something, and it's not just because of the fun of the sake of it. Yeah. <clears throat> For sure, but you sure you for sure like you if you have the passion for it, the the kind of the, like the grind and the uncomfortable sessions also becomes not fun but like satisfying in a mm. way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's from like for me as well, and I think to everybody who is who is doing this kind of thing, it's just the balance or or trying to find the balance between having fun and still like proceeding on a on a regular pace. But um, yeah, so before you mentioned that you were like doing a lot of breaks in between, like you, you have been writing for, for all the time, but there were like times where you weren't not writing, if I understood that correctly. Uh, yeah, so I've been uh, doing like a lot of different type of things. I think I have a kind of high uh, need in like variety yeah. in my life, I would say, Um so I've been doing like the most recent years, I've been doing like a lot of cross country skiing, for instance, and mm -hmm. also like the music part. Uh, mostly I actually started playing music because of injuries because I couldn't do much else. So I was like, uh, yeah, one yeah. broken bone, <laughs> two more songs to learn. <laughs> and that way it kind of <laughs> was, oh, you know, man. and uh, yeah, so I did that. And also I've been uh, to Hawaii actually a couple of times, like working oh, really? with charity organizations nice. and doing some surfing and um, yeah so it's been all over the place <laughs> kind of yeah um so so you were injured quite a few times if i saw that right on your instagram like the the, the first post that you see is like you having like a neck brace on and laying like in a bed or or yeah, what is that what happened there that's actually exactly eight weeks ago from like today it's eight weeks weeks ago oh no and, way yeah I was in uh, the Czech Republic at an event called uh, Iron Town, which is an F&B silver event. Mm -hmm. um, and in the practice, everything went pretty well. And I was like uh, lining up my uh, run kind of, and I did a cash roll, uh, like a front flip 360 for those who don't know, mm -hmm. um, at the end of the practice session and kind of like flew over my bars and uh, actually broke my back in two places. Uh, ah, so that sucks. T9 and T10, I think it's called like two vertebrae and the ah. yeah so that was gnarly but i'm i'm all good though like all the ligaments and everything um yeah. were like uh, intact so like the spine was protected well so it's just like a collarbone break or anything else mm -hmm. um like recovery it was not kind nothing of. too serious still scary though then. yeah oh man that's 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 tough because yeah. like did you have a lot of injuries or what what type of riding um, do you for do me i I, I've torn a few ligaments in my foot and then the hardest injury that I that I'd say that I had was um a broken heel. Oof. Um yeah, Painful. that was yeah. nice. I um I tried to do like um a trick off a two meter high wall and then my front wheel kinda yeah, I I'm not really sure how to explain, but it kinda got stuck on the top of the wall and I got like sent straight to my back. And I tried to to 
yeah to kind of compensate the the flying part with my foot and then i just straight up stomped into the into the ground and then i yeah it it was it, it all happened so fast but that was, i think that was like four years ago now yeah so um all good but i can still feel it to this day really is it because it's a lot of nerves in the heel i guess like going up. yeah yeah especially around it it's like um, the doctor actually said that it's one of the complica- one of the most complicated injuries that he had to 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 make a surgery on, wow. which uh, kind of left me shook <laughs> at first. But um, yeah, he, he he's like um, a, a professional when it comes to like sports injuries, basically sports injury injuries specifically on the foot. So I was okay. really fortunate to to have a um, a good guy who knows yeah, what's no, going no. on. But yeah, I mean, I can still feel it to this day. It's not really um that bad but when i'm riding for a full day i can still feel it in the evening so mm. i guess yeah, it swollen, is what it is swollen or is this like still um not it's not really swollen but it's um i can just feel every step basically yeah it's not too bad though i mean i can still ride i can still walk i can run i can pretty much do anything but yeah yeah it just um i couldn't like that's the only thing that kind of sucks if i'm going out for for like a few days of riding then after a while it gets kind of tough because in the first two days it's all right but if it's longer then i'm um, gonna have to stop for like half a day or a day because yeah. it's just uh not working anymore huh. yeah i'm just i'm just hoping that when i when, when i get older it's like not like too bad you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> i guess like all of us riders kind of need to we we, we kind of need to like maintain our bodies throughout life yeah. <laughs> i would say yeah that's true i mean that's that's pretty much the the making sure of that we have an income basically <laughs> yeah exactly and doing the stretching and the cold plunges and whatever yeah. whatever makes the body work body work kind of yeah true so one thing that i always like say to to um to my friends or when we're out riding like do your stretches do your like 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 do the exercise when you st- before you start riding or when you when you when you stop riding to do like like this and like you know like these these exercises because they mo- most of them are like a little bit younger than i am and they don't really understand the necessary like how important it is because they just yeah they're just young and they can go for for hours without really Forever. anything but yeah how old are you i'm 22 22 okay 22 still yeah. young though i'm 28 man <laughs> yeah I, I, i'm fortunate i'm fortunate but i'm yeah it, I, I still have six years Till I'm there where you are now, so, so um, you have time. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm I'm gonna survive till then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will, you will. You have a good mindset already, better than I had at 22, to be honest. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah, I think I think I was like 20, maybe when I was 24, I actually like started thinking about lo- longevity, like body wise mm-hmm. and like physically. I'm like hmm maybe i've hit my body quite a few times so i need to like maintain my body also for like the future of when i'm yeah. 40 50 60 um to have like a nice life then and to like feel yeah good body wise because right. yeah it affects everything if you have pain in your body it's like whatever you do it kind of disturbs so yeah that's true it's all good now though i had i had quite a few injuries but with stretching and like eating kind of good and just cold plunges and stuff it really helps to be honest yeah 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 and i also noticed like for me i'm gonna have to like actually take it more serious than i'm already doing because 
I can kind of feel like the evolution of of my or I can I can feel my body age, which is like kind of weird because like two years ago when I was 20, like till I was 20, I I didn't I pretty much didn't feel anything. I was just I was just a guy riding bikes every day. Like there was yeah. nothing holding me back basically. And then when you get to your 20s, you kind of feel like your body is slowly and slowly like starting to hurt and, and, and something is feeling a little bit weird. Yeah. And then more things start to feel weird and it's always getting more and more. And then you start, you kind of start thinking like, I might have to do some exercise. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. have you done, have you done like a lot of, uh, besides riding, have you done like a lot of uh, uh, other uh, type of sports, like g- going to the gym or like um, actually, yoga or something like that? I would, that's funny that you say, because I would, I actually started to go to the gym this month. Yeah, um, sick. Yeah, yeah, because that's something that I wanted to do for, for quite a while. And I was always not really sure if I'm going to do it. You know, it's like a struggle to go there and, and to do it and then get home again. But, but like the thing that holds me most back as if now is like actually getting it into the routine. Mm. Because I think once you have it in the routine, it's not that, that big of a deal anymore because it, you just kind of do it. Yeah. It's, it's like yeah, breakfast. But- if you take like three or four set days where you do it every week, you kind of mm. get it in there after a while. It doesn't like yeah. feel like you mentally have to push yourself to to even go after a while, I would say. Because mm. we're like habit, uh, we're so based in habit, in my experience, like what, whatever you do over an extended period of time doesn't really feel like a push anymore, kind of. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Yeah, just as I said, getting it into the routine is is key. Yeah, for sure. Um, dude, one thing I wanted to ask you, um, you were talking about FMB, FMB, uh, silver, or can you explain this like ranking to me? Because like, I'm a trials writer. I have nothing to do with this kind of stuff. So, but I'm actually kind of interested, but I have no clue how this works. Yeah. Um, so basically the FMB world tour is the free ride mountain bike world tour. And, um, it's divided into like four categories which is bronze events silver events uh, gold events and then diamond events which is like the crankwork series and mm-hmm. depending on what ranking you have in like the the overall um which is based in your top three results within like one year depends on what ranking you have there um, you can ride a certain level of event so mm-hmm. for instance like the top okay. 30 the 30 top 30 in the world can ride gold level events like all of them are invited to gold level mm-hmm. and uh, the top 14 is crankworks. And then I don't know for silver events, actually the regulations, but yeah, then it goes back mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So basically the higher you are in the world ranking, you get invited to, to higher events. Mm. Let's say like that. Oh, okay. Okay. It's like different leagues almost. Yeah. First you played in the little league and then you qualify for the bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And FMB stands for for what? A free ride mountain bike. Uh, so it's FMB ah. World Tour, free ride mountain bike world tour. Free ride mo- mountain bike world tour. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Finally, I because I <laughs> I was always like thinking to myself what that what that means, but I never know, never knew. But now I know. Now you know. Right. <laughs> now I know. We learn something every day. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Yeah. Um so <clears throat> one more thing that I wanted to know when you started riding when you were 12. Yeah. Um were your parents 
like supportive in that kind of way because when I like I remember when I started they were like kind of like um he's going to hurt himself and they were not too stoked about it you know yeah yeah for sure um I'm going to say it's been like a roller coaster with that in the beginning mm -hmm. it was like still um they didn't like realize the risk as much in the very start I would say because I didn't do like gnarly stuff in the beginning just like jumped mm -hmm. on a like small wood uh, dirt pile whatever like did it didn't course, even yeah. barely get airborne pretty much but after a while when i started like when i had my first rib fracture or something or just like small injury somewhere mm. they would be like hmm maybe this is not the best idea to to keep doing and then yeah. actually i had like a compression in my um, spine when i was 15 or something between two discs they like compressed a little bit no fracture but just like a little compression and i had to be out for quite a while just to make sure it wasn't uh, hurt badly and then yeah. my mom i remember my mom was like <laughs> she moved away my bike and locked it in somewhere <laughs> and didn't tell me where and i was like i'm not like i'm gonna be depressed if i if i can't ride my bike so i was like no you, way you need to let me have my bike all my friends are riding bikes and yeah, I don't want to play soccer or do other stuff. So, oh, that's crazy. She gave me my bike back, but actually, to that this would be day, a good it's still been phrase, um, actually. Obviously, now it was a pretty cr a gnarly crash just two months ago with the spine, mm -hmm. um, and to this day, they are like, "Do you really want to do this?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, it's still my passion." And yeah, you never yeah. know. Like, you you can kind of switch formats on how you do it. I would say there's like a million ways to ride a bike and to enjoy riding mm -hmm. in general. I would say it's it's not only like pushing yourself to the extremes of like competing at the highest level you don't need to do that to kind of enjoy a bike ride you can also like mm -hmm. i don't know jump on a free ride bike just jump a stair set on the streets or i don't know just jump a trail and do some whips like whatever is good for you True. yeah 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 i mean it doesn't always have to be like the big stuff no for sure not although like we a lot of us look up to that kind of like the the gnarliest mm. jumps, the coolest tricks, like everyone, like there's a lot of guys who aspire to be that uh, and identify with being extreme people because it's still like ex an extreme sport uh, yeah. doing bike stuff, I would, uh, I would say. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, it's a hard balance between like passion and being uh, overcommitted sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's definitely true. So you're 28 now. Do you still see yourself like in in five years or in ten years doing the same thing that you're doing now? In five or ten years, I'm seeing myself kind of being more of an ambassador for the sport. I'd say mm -hmm. I actually have a bike show company um, right now. We actually did a bike show today in uh, a big race called uh, Vasa Lopet, which is like the biggest. Oh no way! Uh, they have like three different races in the year uh, on skis and bike and running. But we do like bike shows all over the country now and just like promoting the kind of like the dirt jump and slope side scene in that way. And oh, that's great. Yeah. So that's that's pretty, pretty sick, actually. So I see myself being more of an ambassador for the sport, I think, in just mm -hmm. a few years time and like continuously growing towards yeah, that. Yeah. Probably not competing then, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. And get, just getting more people into the scene, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's always great. I mean, for me, for myself, like seeing 
that people get inspired by me or by what I do is like one of the most pleasant or one of the most beautiful things. Yeah. So like, for sure. yeah, being able to inspire kids and, and people and yeah, that's for sure one of the most beautiful things in, in what we do, I'd say. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of more rewarding than even like accomplishing something new yeah. yourself in a lot of ways, I would say for me personally. For sure. But do you, uh, you said you rode trial bikes? Like with yeah, um, tra- I'm a trials rider, yeah, m- mostly, yeah. Yeah. Did you compete in that or? No, no, no. I'm like I, I'm not a, a competition trials rider. Yeah. I do like street trials. I'm not sure if you know what that is, but like um, Danny McCaskill, Fabio Wibmer, like yeah, doing like not that pretty, not similar stuff, like obviously, but um, that that kind of that kind of thing. That's sick. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. I've been doing that for for a little bit over five years now already yeah sick which how, is how did you find out nothing. about it was it youtube or was it like sorry how did you find out about it like bike riding in the beginning oh how did you um, get into it well actually a friend back in 2009 showed me um a super legendary video by danny mccaskill um, yes. basically his his breakthrough video i'd say that he did with uh, inspired bicycles back then and that kind of went through the roof on youtube like everyone saw it and then a friend showed that to me, but in 2009, I was eight years old. Yeah. And, and I remember already back then wanting to have like a trials bike and telling my parents that I, I want to have something similar, yeah. but obviously you're not going to give a, an eight-year-old such an expensive bike. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> Unless he was that sure <laughs> that this is what he was going to do. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was the first time I ever heard about, about trials. And then in 2018, in April, um, I just came across a video on YouTube and then it caught me again. And then about like a month later, I, I bought it. I bought my first bike. So that's that's kind of how I got into it. And then it was only bikes from there? Or did you have anything else besides that that you were doing? Um, I mean, before I started riding bikes, I actually already made videos um, on YouTube. But back then, I made like like gaming videos on on Minecraft and and like I was commentating while while I was playing. Yeah. And um, the good thing about that is is that I already made like a few few experiences with graphic design and and uh, video editing and that kind of stuff. So it was really good that I kind of had this um, this knowledge of how to create content. Uh, online and then i found out about bikes and then i basically combined the two so that's how i how i kind of got into the yeah into what i'm doing now sick and i've been doing it ever since so i'm 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 fully in love with with what i do awesome is, um yeah i'm really fortunate to to be able to do what i love and i mean like bike flip for me i mean i reached out to them i think it was the end of 2022 when i reached out to them first yeah, and I actually like reached out to Andrea, uh, to Andrea Maranelli because of um, a collab. Because I was like, I saw these bike flip helmets, and I was like, fully, ah, fuck, this looks so good, man. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I want to do something with them, and I, and of course, I, I knew Fabio um, from, from a little bit earlier the year. Yeah, and um, yeah, then we kind of just started talking, and then that's how it happened. Did, so did I'm, you did you ride together with the? Was it Fabio that you knew first and you rode with him on like some uh, uh, No, stuff, because or? Fabio was looking for someone uh, in his team uh, for his, uh, um, wait, what's his latest video? The video game. 
Yeah. Uh, the, the GTA style video. He was looking for a drone pilot for that video. Okay. And then he did like um, a YouTube video, I think, where they, <clears throat> where he said like, hey, I'm looking for someone. And then I made a video uh, for him. And then he invited two people. Yeah. And one of them was me. And then we just kind of spent time together there. And um, in the end, they picked the other guy because I was still in military back then. And I hadn't had time. And they needed someone. And um, the other guy, Max, his name, uh, he already know, knew how to how to fly drones, which was like a, a big um, big thing that they were looking for. So, um, yeah, they they picked him. But I mean, I'm super happy how it happened now because, like, what I'm doing right now is basically what I've already done because I'm riding bikes and I'm working for for a company which is biking related, which is Bike Flip Marketplace, obviously. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean. It, I'm honestly in a super cool like position right now because I really get to like make connections, mm-hmm. ride my bike and work for a company that I actually believe in, you know? Yeah. That's so sick. Like to combine Yeah, for um I'm really stoked. Super Yeah. Cool. That's so sick. And also like the bike industry, like the biking world is like it's massive, but it's not like that massive you can kind of like connect with people from all different levels and mm-hmm. all different fields in the biking industry just yeah. by being in it for a for a little while kind of and that's yeah it's cool yeah it's really cool especially if you go to like events and and see people and um yeah it's definitely really cool uh one thing though i I would wanted to ask you you've been talking about the um, this uh show that you're doing mm-hmm like, how do I have to imagine that? Do you have like a setup that you take from place to place or or how does that work? Yeah, you would. I think you would laugh if you saw what I was traveling around with. It's actually like a, <laughs> it's a very small trailer that I have. And then mm-hmm. it's only like an airbag. It's an airbag and that I put on a trailer. And then I tilt a kicker upside down uh, on top of it and just strap it down. No starting tower, nothing. Just like... <laughs> no I just like when I talk to the events and like sell the show, I just like say we need a flat surface. It needs to be this dimensions and then we just pedal speed for it. So it's like super easy setup, but it's like people never see this stuff, like especially in Sweden, like there's not many shows. There's like two guys who does uh, like FMX shows. But other than that, there's no extreme sport kind of shows that goes around uh, in like festivals and events and stuff like that. So, Mm. yeah, it's super rad to be able to do it but yeah i'm, yeah, I'm gonna send you a picture of the trailer trailer later because yeah, please, it looks please, really please, ridiculous please so. that it's like <laughs> a full really show curious. setup yeah uh, <clears throat> that's crazy but yeah i mean like spreading the sport is one of the most important things mm. because that way we get people into the scene from which we kind of like profit as well yeah, yeah. um but yeah i mean it's basically all about getting people people into into the scene. Oh. Yeah, and, and what I think is cool also with uh, spreading the world the word out more with just like biking in general is that if I did any type of education, I only did like um uh what is it called? Gymnasium, uh, like high school kind of, depending mm-hmm. on what terms you're talking. And uh no like college. I didn't do like college and stuff like that. But i I would say that I've learned like 92% of what I know 
about myself and about the world like through being an athlete and through being a bike mm -hmm. rider because yeah. everything is so like either if you like if you have the wrong mindset you get hurt or if you have the right mindset you like get this like super euphoric feeling of like landing a new trick or like pushing the limits that you thought uh, like of what you thought was possible and yeah just like basic foundational things that you can pick up through biking i think it's super nice to spread the scene just for that reason to be honest like that people can like experience the same thing of mentally sure. growing through being like through just riding as simple yeah. as it is <laughs> yeah that's true that's absolutely true <clears throat> yeah um sorry i just have a blackout <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but um that's definitely true that's for sure and i mean also like the adrenaline that you get when you when you like working some towards something for a long time and then you finally manage to do it and through that motivate other people is like yeah it's a crazy feeling yeah and i mean I, i'm not sure how it is for you but i but i definitely learned like dedication for example through through riding bikes i i learned how to to talk to people i mean i was when i was a kid i was a super awkward weirdo and now i just i mean i back then i i i could not imagine sitting here and and talking to a stranger and having a conversation that was like something that that was just strictly not not happening you know yeah but since since i'm like riding bikes i i feel like i i fully like transformed my personality which is which is actually also cr fully crazy to think about yeah but it's, isn't it weird that like you 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 don't actually have to do it consciously or like with biking because it kind of like happened um yeah it like just happened of itself in a lot of yeah because like you imagine a trick and you kind of know that you have to push through fear to be able to do what you imagine yeah. and then yeah it just like and then you go to like a new spot and you there's new people there that you haven't met before and you kind of just like yeah we have the same passion so we're going to talk to each other here and then <laughs> then like everything yeah. comes with it it's like a whole package of just i don't know treats you want to have as a as a person like that will benefit you in life in general i would yeah, say for sure yeah it's not only about riding bikes it's also about like like building yourself as a human i'd say if you know what i mean yeah i mean i'm not sure if that's the right word to say but I, yeah I, you know what i mean <clears throat> for sure like i i agree with like i i definitely know it by like just like by experience for, for instance like today um me and a buddy is uh, thinking about doing like a pretty gnarly project in the beginning of next year. <laughs> um, okay. I'm not going to spoil too much about that, but we're looking for like um, sponsors and like collab partners for that project. And then we had to like approach people at the uh, event that we are at now and just like talk to them about, um, I don't know, just getting, getting sponsored with this type of project that we want to do. And stuff like that would be so unnatural for me because sometimes like you go up to a random person and like try to sell a project or pitch yourself and they have no idea who you are mm. and i know the feeling from bike riding that like oh i'm a little bit uncomfortable now but i know that on the other side of this this fear um it's like a real like reward or rewarding mm. feeling of pushing through it yeah yeah true yeah so 
that's cool so you still you still kind of do it because you know what it could bring yeah and it's worth the risk of being embarrassed or because you can only get embarrassed but if you're riding a bike you can actually get hurt <laughs> if, uh, you know what i mean or you can get the super good reward of like pushing through it so no yeah yeah i mean it's a big risk but if it works out it's also a big reward so yeah um yeah, that's actually another thing also that biking taught at least me. Like taking a risk mm. is like for sure it's better to take the risk than not taking it and then afterwards uh regretting that you didn't take it. Yeah. So 100%. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's actually crazy how much things happened in, in the last years. Yeah. Um so what happened what happened uh, cuz you said you were in the military? And then was it was that after school you were in the military and then uh, you... no I I'm, I actually made an apprenticeship as a waiter in a restaurant I worked in the service I was carrying out plates and stuff yeah for three years and then after that um, or sorry during that time I kind of saved up a little bit of money and um, with a little bit of help of my parents I could do a full year of basically just riding bikes and creating videos which was super fortunate yeah um and in that time i kind of tried to build up um my own clothing brand after like which i kind of realized afterwards that it didn't didn't make really sense because nobody was interested in like the clothes and stuff but it was an it was like an interesting experience so um now that i think back about it i think um like yeah i did the year of of that and then I went into military for, for a year, um, but I didn't go into military like, um, like you know. I'm not sure how it is in Sweden, but in Switzerland, you, you can go to the military or you go to, um, here it's called Zivildienst. So you go to the, you, you can go to um, like where old people stay, I'm not sure, uh, Altersheim. You know that? Like it's um, mm, like a, a, sure. um, a place for old, old, old people who can't like live by themselves anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 I know. Alderdomshem in Swedish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For, you can go to that to to that kind of place, or you can go to a school, or to a kindergarten, or uh, yeah, whatever. And then basically help out there instead okay. of military. And I did that in a school for a year. Yeah. Um, and I've been there for. Wait, I I think I ended that in October last year. Okay, sick. basically, and then October, November, December, and then in January, January, <laughs> and then in January, I started working at Biflip. Yeah, yeah, that's a fast, uh, fast trip, from like, yeah, all of those yeah, things. that's that's crazy, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it kind of happened, man. It just, uh, it just kind of happened. Stoked! I'm happy for you. That's awesome. Uh thank you, man. Really appreciate it. Um, so we've been uh, we've been talking for forty minutes, man. That's crazy. Um, one last thing I, I would like to ask you, uh, to someone who is looking up to you, or to someone who is just starting out riding and and uh, dreaming about being a professional athlete like you are, um, what would you tell them? Do you have any advice to to kids or to younger people? Um. If the dream is to become a professional and just like primarily work with riding bikes, uh, I would say that you don't need to be like one of the best in the world at it. 
mm-hmm. you can do so many things that has to do with bike riding. Um, like for instance, like what I do now, I do like bike camps, bike shows and stuff like that. But the most important thing is that you have like a genuine passion for it because otherwise when you start doing like stuff that is work that that sometimes like also feels like work and not only like play then you will yeah. like lose your interest in doing that kind of I, I i find it easy i've seen like a lot of people who like try to make a living out of biking or like turn pro that loses the fun of it because they see it mm-hmm. so much as work and not as much as a passion anymore so make sure you're passionate about it and if you have passion the rest will kind of sort itself out yeah oh man that's that's some really nice words right there yeah hopefully (laughs) to end this stream um yeah um i mean to the people who are watching this on youtube or listening to us on spotify or watching us right now if you have any questions feel free um to reach out to myself uh via bike flip or to elof directly yeah also feel free to check out elof on instagram and mm-hmm. on all the socials and um yeah if uh, there are enough questions from people we might do an, uh, an episode two if you're down definitely for sure Anytime. um so yeah i think that's that's um that's a nice ending right there we've been talking for 42 minutes that's one of the longest bike flip talks i think that's awesome <laughs> yeah it was good talking to you and oh, that's uh, crazy interesting to go into it yeah thank you guys very much and thank you elof for for taking the time thank you have a good one everyone. have a nice one cheers peace